This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world! Welcome into a championship Sunday! It's Moneyline! It's Sunday, and it's time to get paid. We're going to drop the boom like we always do. That's the statistician. That's my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97 Fibers, where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry, man? We we don't have much football left. We got to make the most out of this. I'm trying to right now. If you can hear it in my voice, I'm hyped, man. I feel like I hand me the helmet. Give me something because I want to play. That's what we're going to do on a Sunday morning, a championship Sunday. That's what we're going to do, man. We're going to bring the heat, but bringing the heat behind the glass. My man, Sean Mapes, is going to keep us in check for the next few hours. Do you have anything to say for the Moneyliners before we get going? Because I'm going to hurt the bookies today. I'm going to bust them. Do you got anything to say? I, I, it's that exact sentiment. Pray for the bookies because Jerry Bo, he's coming in. He's, he's like a bull, bull in a rodeo before the gates open. He was bucking right before the show. So you, it, it, I feel bad for all the bookies out there. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. And just whenever it can't get any better, you think you're out there. What else is you going to do? We're going to have my man, Dead President. You remember him from a few weeks ago? He nailed everything. He told you that the 49ers were going to beat the Cowboys. He yep. nailed a few player props. And we're going to bring them back in somewhere. I'm just going to surprise you so you have to stick around. Somewhere in this show, probably the first hour, he's going to come on in and he's going to give you some more winners from his perspective. Again, if you're not... Familiar with who he is at Dead Press Picks is where you can find him on Twitter. Go ahead and check him out. What's going on though, Josh? Any any kind of feelings left over from what was the greatest weekend many people are calling of uh, football ever? It was incredible. I mean, what a weekend! It, it's funny. Saturday went really well for me. I won all my bets on Saturday, and then I lost all mine on Sunday. And that's kind of the breaks, you know. And I was on Buffalo and. They were close, but then Patrick Mahomes happened. Tom Brady came back and tied the game with 40 seconds left, and they still lost. I mean, just incredible. My big takeaway is, you know, what's going to happen with Tom? Is that the last time we see him play football? It's We're hearing, you know, rumors that it might be it. We've also seen on Pro Football Talk that he told the Bucks he hasn't made up his mind yet. But I think he's going to retire. What do you think? Oh, he's done. The thing is that he, on February 4th, if he waits, he gets the signing bonus of $15 million. That's why he's pissed. Mm. He probably that, that news wasn't supposed to get out yet because he gets on the fourth, going into that fifth, he gets it's $15 million. He, it was a $20 million bonus. He already received five. So now he gets the rest of it. That's what it is. Mm. I guarantee it. He's out, man. He's out. They're just pissed kind of like he wanted to do it in his own way. You think Tom didn't want to upstage the, the Super Bowl right before it because he's not in it? 
you know, drop a little. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of reports and it makes a lot of sense. And from a lot of people and Schefter resigned to put his name on it. Like he went back because people came at him like, man, you jumped the gun. He's like, man, I'm telling you guys. Then I start reading more into it. Yeah, there's a big old thing on, on the fifth, on the fourth. It was kind of be a spit in the face for himself right now to do that first or say, hey, yeah, I'm going to retire after. It makes no sense. It just was kind of talked about, and all of a sudden it just grew legs and it's gone. But, yeah, he's gone, and I guess we'll see. Isn't it ironic that – remember that ball when he broke the touchdown record? Mike Evans caught it. Remember that he threw it to – gave it to a fan? They gave the – Yeah. Well, he caught that ball, Mike Evans, and I had to go think about it. Like, man, what happened with that ball? Remember at the end of the game yeah. when they were still down two scores? You're like, man, there's no way they're going to come back, and he throws the bomb to Mike Evans. Mike Evans threw that thing into the crowd too, and that's the last Tom Brady touchdown ever. That was an incredible throw. Oh, it's way. money. I mean, and that's what bothers me a little bit, that he is retiring, because you remember Peyton Manning at the end. You know, he could barely get the ball 15 yards down the field. Thomas still got it. But I guess I think it's a family thing, right? We're we're hearing that you know Giselle's you know tired of having raised the kids by herself. You know she wants Tom around, and the, I hate seeing that. Like I, I'd like to see a little more diminishing of his skills before he leaves because you remember watching Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning those epic games back in the day. You know a lot of people are sick of Tom, and and I get it, but you're gonna miss him. You know with, now Drew Brees is gone, Peyton Manning. This is a generation of great quarterbacks are. Are, are going are going away. Yeah, it makes me feel old. Yeah. Seeing Big Ben walk off. Mm-hmm. We saw Breeze as of late go off. But Phil Rivers last year. Honestly, year. though, what we got last weekend, I feel like that we got the Brady versus Manning with with Mahomes versus Allen. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that. The competitive – I mean, if you had a Bills ticket like you did, you got to feel like, hey, I, I made the right bet. <laughs> there's no – I mean, there's no possible way that you can – that you can possibly think that you that you made the wrong bet, that you make that bet if you give that chance. I mean, who knows what the live odds were. I wasn't even looking at the screen at that point because, you know, they use the term, you know, my, my, my jaw was wide open, whatever, when you're stunned. Like, I literally, I kept saying, oh, my God. When the Bills scored, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my. That's all I could say. I literally was saying that just I was looking at my wife like, Oh my god! And then they do that, and I was—I couldn't. I, I didn't even say anything. I'm just like, no. Gabe Davis, that was one of our prop guys from a few weeks ago. <laughs> what did he have? Two hundred yards and four touchdowns. Why? They made sure they put all their 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 eggs in one basket to stop digs. Mm-hmm. Three catches, I believe. So, and we're going to get into these games. We only have two games, so we're going to get into these games deep. I'm talking about from every single angle. I have some good stuff for you. Again, the phone lines are open for you, though. 713-780-3776. I gave you all those soccer bets last week. I know that we didn't touch much football bets because I had them on my on my site. Hey, shout out to everyone that went from here to, to the site and signed up. I, I've hit four-way parlays back-to-back-to-back weeks. Um, wow. uh, had my biggest Sunday ever last Sunday, man. I nailed everything. Like I, I just couldn't get, I had Rams money line, Rams, everything. Uh, Rams on the house. I had, uh, on the second game, I had it just, everything I, I did was right. I, I parlayed them with the all totals. Um, it just happened to be the biggest Sunday ever. And it just, it's just scary. Whenever I woke up this, this week, whenever I saw the lines and, and I thought, man, I can beat that Sunday. I, I feel that confident. I feel that confident in this Sunday. I, I think I got a few a few good plays up my sleeve. And, uh, again, we're going to get props during this show. We're going to see what Dead Press got because he brought you nothing but winners last time. I'm going to try to dig some props out of Josh, see if we could get your DFS lineups going. A little bit of everything here on this show because we're running out of time. We're running out of, out of football time. 
Three games left, so you better enjoy it. I'm going to make sure that we bring the heat today for you guys. Yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's all good things come to an end. So hopefully we get another couple great games, and then you know, then next week it's going to feel real weird when we come here to do the show and no game. <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna feel different. Let me let me put a bow at the end of that uh, that statement you made about Brady and how it's going to be different. You just said different. Well. If you were a New England fan during that time of Brady with the 278 wins, he went 59% against the spread. What makes that incredible is like, okay, yeah, you can go up there and look up all-time winningest quarterbacks versus the number. But when you talk about Tom Brady, there was a premium whenever you bet the Patriots. Everyone knew that they were the great team. So then you had to pay extra to bet them. And he went 59.9%. So if you bet them every game whenever Brady was in the regular season, their quarterback, you could you didn't have to work, literally. If you're hitting 59%, you don't have to work. Now, even further, let's talk about Brady and Super Bowls. That first Super Bowl, that 0102, they were plus 14 against the Rams. That was when the legend started. Greatest show on turf in the, the rumored tape of the walkthrough. Remember that? Exactly. After that, they were minus seven, minus seven, the two following Super Bowls that he won. They won, but no cover. Then it was the two Giants Super Bowls where they were 12-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants in 07-08 and lost outright. Then the Giants got him again. Imagine if it wasn't for the kryptonite of the Giants. Imagine more uh, the more Super Bowl. I mean, just <laughs> I don't think nobody will catch him now. But then they really wouldn't have caught him. Then you had the Seahawks, minus one. Falcons, he was favored, minus three. Against the Eagles, they were favored minus four and a half, lost outright. Rams favored. And then the Chiefs, he was actually getting points. So just some numbers, some little nuggets between what Brady was as a betting favorite. If you look at the Patriots overall, let me give you some just cool numbers for all you gamblers out there. Brady has more against the spread covers, 209, than the Panthers, Jaguars, or the Texans have wins. <laughs> just wins, not even covers. In 2001, the Patriots entered the regular season at 60 to 1 odds. That's the longest odds ever since the 99 Rams, since the show on turf started. Yep. Ironic. In Brady's last 18 regular se- or 18 seasons in the league, he entered the regular season with no higher uh, no higher odds than 12 to 1. So no team that he was ever on was ever a big big underdog preseason. They were always one of the top teams. Goes to show you mm-hmm. the power of Brady. And then, over the last six years of Brady's career, he was listed as an underdog just six times, 6.4% of his starts. He was never listed as an underdog. And if you ever used any Brady team, like when you look at these numbers, you think, man, what the hell have I been doing with my life? If you ever teased, meaning that you took six points either way with or this way on Brady's teams, you'd be 51-9, and nine. <laughs> like 50 out of 60 bets, you would only <laughs> lost nine. What are we doing? Like, uh-huh. we get caught up in chasing all these other teams whenever the the truth within the pudding, whatever you bet the Patriots. You could have built houses. And I'm sure a lot of Patriots and the faithful of their fans feel that way. I'm sure they do. You know, it's so interesting also because you bring up the, the Giants Super Bowls that they lost. I mean, I know in one of those for sure, I remember Brady throwing a touchdown, and then it was the defense that led Eli go back down the field. You know, Brady took the lead with like a minute left. The defense gave it up. And the Eagles, one you talk about, 
Brady set the record of like over 500 passing yards in that game, in that Eagles game. And, and Belichick couldn't stop a backup quarterback, you know, from beating him in that game. So you're right. Like, Brady almost could have won a couple more pretty easily. The, the defense just kind of let him down. And it goes to show you, I guess, what do you guys think? 713-780-3776. Does that make him even more of, and I hate to use the term GOAT like these kids use, but the greatest? that he was able to lose those and still come back and win them and then coming back at the age and switching teams that I think that all matters whenever you throw it into one equation. Yeah. And, and last week, didn't that remind you of the Falcons game a little? It was 28 to three in that Super Bowl. Brady was down and they won that. What was it? 25 to three, 26 to three. It was the, the score was close last 27, week. 27 to three. And then Brady comes back and ties the game with 40 seconds left. And they weren't playing that well. But it's just so hard to keep Tom down for that long. It is. It is. And you felt you felt it coming. Yes. Like what, what? footsteps Falco. McVay, you know? <laughs> though, McVay's, it's crazy, though, that McVay's done that twice in the last month. He had a 17-point lead against the 49ers, mm-hmm. which they're playing again today. And he blew that because it seems like he starts looking at the amount of possessions. And, of course, they were up 17-0, so he feels like the 49ers couldn't score that, that first time that he blew. And then the 49ers came back and beat him in overtime. Same thing here. You're up that you're up three score and you're gonna run you're gonna run into the teeth of the defense. Yeah. Because well. I guess he didn't fear that Brady and them could move the ball, but you know all they needed was a few turns and then cut fumbles. Yep. Then came Akers that fumble before Cam half Akers time. fumbles. And then that snap. Everybody says, Oh, he snapped the ball way over Stafford's head. No, he didn't. The ball was head level. Stafford just wasn't when looking. wasn't looking. Yeah, he was clapping yeah. doing some other thing. They were just on the same page. It just you just felt like every, it was it was just you felt Donna says twenty eight three. You felt like, oh, here we go again. Yep. Here we go again. You did. And, I, and and for them to get beat over the top by Cooper Cup, to let them get beat over the top and throw up single-man coverage, and that's just a complete. And if you go back and look at the pre-snap, they were confused. That wasn't supposed to go down like that. That was a broken coverage, basically. You're not going to let Cooper Cup go over the top. No. That's just not the way it was supposed to go down there. And here we are. If that play doesn't get made, I don't know what happens. Are we talking about Brady today? Because the momentum was gone. It was. And, I mean, Cooper Cup, that's the only guy. Don't let him get behind you. And they did. I you mean, had one you job. You had one job. And I felt the same thing with, you know, Tyree Kill just, you know, in the in the Kansas City game, letting him get loose at the end of that game. It, Man, it just shows you these offenses – that's where the power and the elite is. It's you know, and the rules are in the offense's favor. It's just you got to feel bad for these defensive guys. They don't have much of a chance. Not to spoil your bets or any kind of leans this way, but three and a half San Francisco is what they're getting. The Bengals are getting seven. Did anything catch your uh, your attention? Was there anything you were looking forward to after watching last week's games that you said, "Man, I'm going to attack this," or were you kind of like me, man? I, I waited. Even though I had a, a good idea of where I was going, though, I was I was scared to pull the trigger early, so I ended up pulling it last night is when I officially released all my bets. But uh, anything that you leaned off, props, anything that you were looking forward to, man, because we're going to get into, again, this this is the first segment. You're listening to Money Line here on ESPN. You know what? Let's save it. Right. Let's save it. We're going to get to this next segment. We're going to open up the phone line, 713-780-3776. We're going to jump into the first game. We're not even going to waste any time. The first game, then that next segment, I'm going to go and spoil it. Dead Press Picks is coming on. So we're going to get into football right here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5.
You're listening to Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. I can't get no relief. Let's go. It's a Sunday. Jimmy. It's a championship Sunday wherever you are. Come and smoke these herbs. Let's get paid. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. I hope you can feel it. I hope you feel it in your chest because it's a different it's a different feeling in the air. I don't know if it's if it's this spray that we sprayed or it's just me, but I, I feel it. It's something a little bit different than Corona in the air today. It's a little bit of winning. It's a little bit of madness. It's a little bit of championship Sunday. And someone, not just one, but two teams are going to punch their ticket to that Super Bowl. And that's where we're going to start. Does that someone belong on the Cincinnati Bengals? Will he be one named Joe Burrow? Or is he going to be the home team, the Arrowhead faithful, Pat Mahomes? It's hard to... Hard to think the Chiefs aren't going to get it done. I know the Bengals, you know, beat them a couple weeks ago, but doesn't it feel like the Chiefs? They were kind of sluggish, but now it kind of feels like they're hitting their stride and they're everything's going in the right direction. So, but you know, you do have that seven point spread, seven and a half at some places, depends on uh, where you're betting on it. I, this is one of those games where I kind of worry about the the backdoor cover. You know what I mean? Like at the very end of the game, the Bengals get a touchdown. You know, I thought you were cover. a fan of the backdoor cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I, I, that one worries me a little bit. And then the Rams-Niners game, what is it, six straight games? The Niners have beat the Rams, is that right? Five as an underdog. Six straight, five outright as underdog. I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Just so many angles to these games. Okay, starting with the early game, 31-34 Bengals on January 2nd. Uh, a, a game that we saw two different two different sides in the first half, fourteen and fourteen in each quarter for the Chiefs. They got twenty eight points, but the Bengals were also able to put up seventeen. You have a twenty eight seventeen, forty five points at half, and then the next half, the the Chiefs don't throw up anything in the third, and then they throw up a three piece in the fourth. Bengals seventeen points. And that's all she wrote, 34-31. Does that tell you anything? Does that fall into anything that happens today? Is the, is the momentum back to the Bengals? Does the momentum reset? Is there something the Bengals saw in that second half? What do you think? I think it's going to be hard to duplicate that again. Look at Joe Burrow's numbers, 446 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Video game. Yeah. And, you know, Jamar Chase, 266 yards and three touchdowns. My <laughs> thing is, how how do they do that again? You know, that that's what kind of worries me here. And if do they need to do that to win? Like, do they – do you think for the Bengals to have a chance to win today, they have to score 30? Let's start with that question. You, yeah. Yeah. So do Bengals okay, because I'm hearing I'm hearing that a lot of pundits are saying they're trying to be extra sharp and they're saying with the total, they're saying that there's no way that the Bengals they're saying a lot of going unders because what if the Bengals need to keep the ball out of the Chiefs' hands somewhat? They don't want to get in a back and forth. Or do they go in there saying, you know what, we're gonna go back and forth and we know we gotta score over thirty and we're gonna see what happens at the end of the game. Hopefully it's a Whoever has the ball last, as in that Bills game, 
gives you the best chance you can have as a seven-point underdog, mm-hmm. and that's the route they take. Is that the route they take, Moneyliner? 713-780-3776. Or do you think more they, they, they try to keep it out of Mahomes' hands? I think it's going to be hard to do that because Joe Mixon is – the running game's not great. You know, Mixon is – has not been very good over the last handful of games, just as far as his numbers. If we look at the game they played, uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals, the one that the Bengals won, Mixon had 12 carries for 46 yards, 3.8 yards a carry. Now, the the one good thing you have is you can get a lot in the passing game as a running back against the Chiefs. In that same game, Mixon had seven catches for 40 yards. So that was working. And that's, a, that's I think, that's something that goes into today because the – we we saw the deficiency in the offensive line of the Bengals, right? That mm-hmm. a record was was put up in that game by the Titans. So we know that that's a problem, and it's been a problem, but not as bad as what we saw last week. So with that in mind, we know that they 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 used the pass game to throw that out the the short pass game, and that's where I think that even in that game they knew, man, I'd rather just instead of just handing it off to Mixon, we know that we can get him. 20 touches close to if we used a pass game, short pass game, let's, let's throw the ball a lot to him against a only three NFL defenses allowed more receptions to the running back position than the Chiefs. Yep. So I think that that's their plan. Now my question is this, what is the Chiefs plan if you were coaching? Do you go with the plan that they did with Stephon Diggs last week where they said we're going to shut him down and someone else has got to beat us? That someone else came in the name of Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. Now – do they do that today again to where it's not going to be? It's I know one thing. It's not going to be Chase. It's going to be someone else. Well, then they got someone else, though. They got Higgins, and they got Boyd. Yeah, and Uzama's been coming on a little bit, too. So is, do you think that this is, and this is for all our DFS heads this week, Chase, Jamar Chase is going to be insanely owned. I mean, it's a two-game slate. He's going to be somewhere along that 40%, 50% range. I'll, put, I'll pull up uh, the optimizers in a second um, to see where they got him projected. But I guarantee you it's very high. Yeah. If Diggs only got three catches mm-hmm. last week, what if they were able to shut him down to like six or seven and not over 100, maybe maybe not a touchdown, maybe one, but at a high rate? Who do you like better, Higgins or Boyd, to be that guy? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Higgins. But, you know, you never know. If we look at the, the stat line from the last time they played, T. Higgins only caught three balls, 62 yards. Boyd got in the end zone, but he only had four for 36. So it's not like they really had a party. I think what's interesting about Daly this week is you're kind of either doing a Chiefs stack or you're doing a Bengals stack. I think that's – they're kind of begging you to take these Bengals wide receivers the way they have them priced. Exactly. And to your point that you make a great one, Ozuma – He's been going off mm-hmm. six-plus targets in six of the last seven appearances, and I've got some crazy numbers. I'm telling you, I've did a, I did a lot of research this week of whenever uh, teams blitz or bring extra men, who does Burrow tend to go to when he needs to get the ball out quick? I'm talking about from every angle. We're going to give you a little bit of DFS in this, then we're going to bring in the next game, or we're going to bring in dead press, then we're going to bring in the next game, they're going to we rush it all in the second hour, and we're going to hit you from another angle. A little bit of everything that we're trying to break it down so you can make your decision going into that game today with confidence, feeling that you have a little bit of insight on what's going to happen. And when I think one thing I know that's happening is Mahomes is back to his old self in these playoffs, especially. I mean, this is the Mahomes that 
that everyone knew. And not just that, but we remember whenever the, the Chiefs were making those runs, he was using that, his runs. Yes. And that's what he's using again. And I got some plays that are private today again, but I'm going to give you a lot of plays. Josh was actually just pulling back the curtain on me every time that he gave a prop. And that's why I knew I was on the right page last week. And I knew something was going right because every time Josh was, well, I like this. I'd say, well, I told you if he tells you my prop, I'm going to give it to you. But I'm going to start out with this one. Mahomes over 30 and a half rushing yards. Mm. I believe that's money. I, I like that one as well. I Mahomes has seen what Josh Allen's been able to do with his legs. Mahomes is like, I can do that too. And you're right. When they made that run a couple of years ago, it was Mahomes using his legs. And these kind of quarterbacks are best when they extend the play. That's when you want them to make – that's when their card's spectacular because mm-hmm. they extend the play. And this is what I'm about to do. I'm going to extend the play at mybookie.ag because we're about to bring in my man Dead Press. He's going to give you wins. So all you moneyliners out there, pull up your mybookie.ag using promo code BET975, of course. And you're going to start winning today. What is the winning combination? It's BET975. You get that promo bonus. You put it in. And then you got dead press coming on. And all the moneyliners are going to start eating. And that's what you do over at mybookie.ag because once you win, you don't have to worry about getting paid out. You don't have to gamble on the gamble, as we say here. Because some books, you go and you bet. You win, and then you're gambling on the gamble. You have to wait to get your money, and you get excuses, but you don't get excuses. You get answers, and that's what you get at mybookie.ag using promo code BET975. Pull those screens up because we're about to eat. Dead Press is coming on next. ESPN. 97.5. Uh, who wanna bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever, live treacherous or the etceteras? This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Is there a better song for dead presidents to come on to this? He says, I'm looking for dead presidents to represent me. Check. Who want to bet us that we don't touch lettuce, we touch cheddar, or we stack cheddar? Man, I can't get no better than that. And I'm going to bring in dead president picks at dead press picks. I don't need to introduce him anymore because he put a stamp on what he did here a few Sundays ago. Dead press, how's it going, my man? What's up, boys? Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Great intro there, too. Got me, got me hooked up. Got to, man. We got to bring the heat for the Moneyliners on every single Sunday. Moneyliners, if you're out there listening right now, if you have any questions at Moneyline975, if you want us to go ahead and ask him while he's on air, or you can hit us on the Twitch, you know where it goes down at. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN975. But without further ado, let's, let's wait no longer. Let's talk Bengals. Chiefs, Chiefs minus seven over under fifty four and a half, creeping to fifty five at some spots. What you got going on that game, Dead Press? Yeah, I got a few picks for us uh, here, but I- I'm going to start with the Bengals uh, team total over. So I got it at twenty three and a half. Uh, I just see points being scored in this game uh, on both sides. I don't have uh, the strength to back the Bengals with the seven or seven and a half, just because I, I can't fade Mahomes right now, man. The way he's been playing, so. I feel comfortable uh, trusting Barrow here in this game to put up points. I know statistically Kansas City had a better season, right, defensively. But, I mean, overall, I'm still not all that impressed. I think there's some, some holes still in the secondary. And with the three receivers they have, 
you know, in this game, I, I think that they're going to be able to take advantage. The one thing is, you know, how will the line hold up? Because we saw, you know, what's really been happening all season. If they can give Burrows some time in this game, right, in the pocket, I think they'll, they'll have a chance to, uh, you know, sneak this thing out right. But I love them, you know, getting points here. I think they'll be in a negative game script the majority of the game because I see Kansas City putting up points. So they're playing from behind, especially in the second half. They're going to throw. They're going to work with some pace. So give me the, the over there at uh, 23 and a half. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, one of the Moneyliners, uh, Asymmetric Risk, asks, what's the over-under on sex for Burrow? I see it's at five and a half. Do you have, or for the game, not just on Burrow, but for the game in, in general, it's five and a half. Do you think this is a game that's going to be filled with sex? Or using your theory of the team total going over, do you think it's a let's get the ball out of Burrow's hands quick? Yeah, yeah, that kind of kind of rolls into my next play. I, I think it is. I think they're, they're just going to have to get the ball out of his hands quick. So I like Joe Mixon uh, over his, his receiving yards. I got it at thirty-one and a half. I, again, I, I just think they're going to have to, you know, get rid of the ball quick. They do it with Chase a lot, right? In space, too, kind of extensions of the run game, uh, as dynamic as, as he is in the open field. But I think they're going to use Mixon a lot in this game. Uh, you know, in the in the passing game, I think they're going to have to get rid of the ball quick. As far as the sacks, I mean, for the game to go over five and a half, I still think that's pretty possible because we saw last week how many times it was better sacked, like 10 or 11 times uh, in that game. So, I mean, I think that's a decent number, uh, assuming the Bengals can maybe get home a couple times. We know how difficult Mahomes can be to take down, uh, you know, with sacks. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a game where they get rid of the ball quick. They look to give it out to Mixon and some other guys in the short passing game and then kind of, uh, you know, let them take care of business. So I like Nixon's Uber uh, on receiving yards as well. Uh, quick here, kind of a, a daily fantasy question for you. I think tight end is going to be critical for how people approach their lineups this week. Are you more inclined to, to pay up for a Kelsey, mm-hmm. you know, who's 6,500 on DraftKings, or, or would you roll the dice on, you know, maybe Uzama or, or Higby at uh, 3,400 and 3,700? Yeah, I think I'd roll the dice this week. Um, yeah, especially you kind of mentioned Higby was, it, it, it seems like, uh, you know, they love to use him in the, in the red zone as well. So I, I would take a shot here on someone, you know, that they'll be a little cheaper. Higby got in the end zone, I think five times during the regular season, but he gets chances, uh, you know, in the red zone fairly often. He's going to give you, I think, four to five catches, um, you know, in this game. We, we know it's tight end position, uh, Kittle, I don't know what his price is, but he's been so quiet. It could be a game. I think Kittle actually has a breakout game uh, today, just kind of due to the fact that he's kind of been, you know, a little bit uh, missing on that offense, right, over the last couple of games. So, I don't know what Kittle's price. I wouldn't pay uh, the most though for Kelsey, I think. I'd take a chance on a cheaper option. Yeah, Kittle's at 5,000. And he had a big drop last week. He would have had a lot more production if he would have hung on to that ball. Oh, yeah. And it feels yeah, like yeah, he, he had a big one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he had a, he had a big drop there, uh, like you were mentioning. But I, I'm just looking at his stats overall. You know, the last four or five games, he really struggled. Um, I know he ended up with like 60 yards against the Packers, but I could see a big breakout game uh, from Kittle tonight. Yeah, me as well. Now that I'm pulling up his receptions, it seems awfully low at four and a half 
At some places, it's uh-huh. juiced. Four and a half is low. That's going to be an official play for me. Now that you say that, it seems like a Kittle blow-up spot. So let's get to that game. We got 49ers at Rams, a matchup that we saw not long ago in a game that the 49ers had to win to get in, and they've been winning ever since as road teams, as the underdogs, whatever you want to put it. The, the 49ers have shown up. Now the Rams are the home team, though, and these teams have seen each other, and we've heard about the shanahan McVeigh numbers, but I think it's starting to get watered down. What's your angle on this, Dead Prez? Yeah, I love the Rams here, guys. Um, you know, I, I call them a minus three to, to kick off the week. I know it's going up to three and a half. I still feel comfortable there. I'm just in the mindset it's so difficult to beat a team, you know, three times, especially a divisional opponent. And now, again, it's at home for the Rams. I don't know. I, I, I can't see a way that they, they lose this game. I know the Niners are hot, and, you, you know, you don't want to fade that team that kind of snuck in the playoffs and now they're game away from the Super Bowl, but I think it's the Rams season. Um, I've been a, a big fan of the Rams all year as far as, you know, taking them to win uh, the NFC before the season, and now, you know, I, I think that if they can just avoid the turnovers, right? But, again, last week, how many fumbles did they have? Three or four fumbles, and they still won the team. I think that shows how dominant this offense can be. So, for me, unless, you know, Jimmy G has, has held the game, which is possible, I think the Rams take care of business. I just don't think the Niners have enough firepower, um, you know, to keep up with the Rams in this game. But it's going to be critical for, you know, Stafford to protect the football. He's been pretty good so far, right, now turning the ball over. But, you know, in this game, if he, if he screws up a couple times, it makes it tough for the Rams. But I'm going to trust them here. I think the Rams have done it home uh, with a minus three and a half. I see a lot of the uh, team totals for the Rams are at 24-and-a-half. Do you think that they need to score more than 24, 24-and-a-half to win this game, or do you think that would be enough right around that 24 range? As, as Do you advise the over or the yeah. under? Yeah, I would like it to go over, right, with, with having the minus three-and-a-half. I think with the way San Francisco might play, I think they're going to try and be methodical, you know, running the football and trying to keep that high-powered offense on the sideline. So the number might – be a little suspect getting there due to, you know, limited possessions. Now, if they can jump out to a lead and kind of force, you know, the, the Niners to throw a lot in the second half, if they can get up double digits in the first half, then I think the number goes over because they'll have uh, more possessions. But, yeah, I think they'd have to hover around that number. I'd like if they could get to, you know, 28-31 range. I think that they would win this thing comfortably. If they are around that 24 mark, uh, you know, I, I think the game could be tight. So I would think that their team total does go over uh, in this game. Got it. Got it. Anything else before we get out of here? Any kind of player props, teasers, anything that you can give? I know I know you bet even on – my man bets on Asian basketball. Overnight, he calls them <laughs> – people are waking up. Just think about that. If you're not following him, if you're an action junkie like I know all the money liners are, follow my man Dead Press Picks, man, because he's betting Asian basketball. Anything else, whether you got basketball, anything, someone's grandma running, anything, what do you got? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give you guys a long shot right here. Uh, so I, I was saying I think a quarterback will get in the engine. So either Stafford, anytime touchdown, or Jimmy Garoppolo, anytime touchdown. I mean, you're going to get big odds here. Uh, you know, it, it's going to pay out pretty good. But I think one of them can, can get in uh, just kind of due to – I'm just kind of taking a shot here. Like a pass interference on the one-yard line and a, a Jimmy G sneak. He's been able to get in a couple times this year. We've seen Stafford. He's not – the best is sneaking, but he was able to get in last week. I didn't think it's too good a value to skip up uh, in this game. So I'm going to take both quarterbacks to score throw a little bit of money there. 
I also think there's going to be a defensive touchdown in this game. Uh, just, you know, two quarterbacks who kind of sure they can be loose with the football. So I'm going to take a shot on, on the defense as well. So maybe some, some long shot plays there uh, in this game for some touchdown scores. There you have it. I'm I'm all over those. I'm punching them in right now on my bookie.ag as we speak. But I'm bringing you out on my arsenal. I shouldn't even show you guys my secret, but I'm bringing out the squad and dead press picks. I don't even need to introduce him like I do because he speaks for himself. At dead press picks is where you can find him on Twitter. Thanks, my man. Thanks for coming on. We're going to have you on often throughout this basketball college basketball season. Appreciate you guys having me on. Good luck today. All right, there you have it. That was dead press picks. Go get those picks from him, man. I'm telling you, I'm not even trying to be funny whenever I say that he uh, he does Asian basketball. He literally, I mean, you wake up, there's a bet there, and he's damn good at it. And so, he wins. And he wins. That's the most important thing. He wouldn't have over 60,000 followers if he didn't win at sports betting. But hopefully we put you on the right side of things. Hopefully you enjoyed that segment. And when we get back, we're going to get this thing rocking. We're going to throw it into third, fourth gear because we're running out of time. We've got about an hour and 20 minutes left before we got got to get out of here. I don't know when you're cracking your first beer. Hopefully it's next here on Monday Line ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. Do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy and chop it up or do or die? Do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy and chop it up or do or die? It was WWE and blind up to them laughing to be in sympathy grim. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. We're taking them all the way back with this one. Do you want to ride? Who's riding in the backseat of Caddy? I'm looking in the in the Twitch Caddy right now. We got Dr. Dre. He's riding shotguns. He's passing out the snacks. We got Alex Villanueva. Hey, Alex Villanueva in the back of the caddy. Asymmetric wrist. Taiwan. Taiwan's talking like he's Gronk. Gronk confused. Tommy still throw Gronk ball. Gronk need answers. Gronk smash. <laughs> Shout out to everyone. The general. Texas Chingon saying that he was getting Menuda earlier for the hangover. Mm. I feel all, everything about that. Make sure you throw a little barbacoa in that thing. Whatever your Sunday morning entails, I'm glad that you're throwing a little bit of money line 97.5 into that hangover. Or if you're working on the hangover you're about to have for tomorrow, shout out to you as well because the day is long. We have two big games, two big games that you need to enjoy because we only got three games left in the entire season. Got to enjoy it. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline97.5. We're going to keep breaking down these games. We talked a little bit about the Chiefs and Bengals. Now we're going to get more into depth about this 49ers Rams matchup. If you want in on the show, again, 713-780-3776. If you have a DFS question, I'm actually going to set a fan duel lineup on air at uh one one of these segments. We'll just throw it in in one of these segments, maybe throughout as soon as we start talking about this game, if we like anything in general. I'm going to give you this opportunity. If you call in, first one to call in gets a piece of my team. And if we win this team, now I'm not going to call you to split a $40. It's going to cost me more than that. If this team wins more than a then a thousand, then I'll, I'll buy your ticket to March Madness with me in Vegas. You, you need to come to March Madness with me in Vegas. So whoever calls in first and helps me build out this FanDuel lineup, 713-780-3776. $55 lineup. There you go. So, so not, I'm not throwing a, 
a five dollar into a, a million one, hoping that we five it's fifty five hundred k for first. I think it's only like twelve thousand people. That's not bad. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance, and I'm more of a, a DraftKings guy, so I'll I'll give you guys some uh, some plays for I your DraftKings. I wish. I'm well. looking at y'all playing on the DraftKings field. Remember, they suspended me yes. for no reason. They thought that I. They said that I self excluded myself. I guess they have an option where if if you want to take yourself off of the uh, if you want to take yourself off 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 like, I can't deposit no more. They do that for compulsive gamblers. Well, I go to play one day and I got over a thousand worth of lineups and I go to check leaving here and I can't even log on. It says you got restrictions and I see my guys t- scoring touchdowns and touchdowns mm-hmm. and you're just wondering all day and I'm on the phone with them all day and then. Again, just I haven't been able to play. They said that I self excluded myself for five years. <laughs> five so years. Five years. I can't even play to till two thousand twenty six. <laughs> you think it's funny, but you yeah, with your little DraftKings, look at you. Meanwhile, I'm over here playing half point PPR like a peasant. <laughs> oh, man. we got Jay. That's hey, hilarious. He, he wants to help build some of this team, Jay. We're going to get you on in here. Let me pull up my FanDuel right now. This is no joke. We're going to play in this FanDuel. What's going on, Jay? How are you feeling this morning? Uh, what's going on, Jay? I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to do a lot better if if we can catch this, man. And, and like I said, I'm not going to throw It's not like we're throwing boogers on the wall and trying to make it stick. It's a $55 lineup. It's not just exactly peanuts. So we're going to do, we're going to pull up this 55 lineup and we're going to go through this. You're going to stay on hold okay. while Josh and I talk about this 49ers game. And if you hear anything throughout this 49ers matchup against the Rams, now also think that we got to zig when they zag, brother. We got to make sure that we try to make a move. So if we think that they're going to be stacked on one side, we got to go somewhere else. So I'm pulling it up right now. I don't know if you got FanDuel in front of you or not, but then I'll, I'll be calling out the price, uh, the, 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 how much they cost, the salaries, and then how much we have left. So let's get into this. If you hear anything at any time, Go ahead and tell us, hey, yeah, let's put them on the lineup. Josh, Niners, Rams, what do we got? Man, this is interesting. It, you got to decide, do you want to go cheap at quarterback with Garoppolo? In Fanduel, he's 6200 Or, you know, do you want to pay up and go, you know, with a better option? For me, I'd be more likely to go with Stafford than Garoppolo. Stafford's at 7500 Stafford getting the ball downfield. Now the question is, we knew that he can beat blitzes. That's when he's been best this year, the NFL best at beating the blitz whenever you bring it at him. What do the Niners do in this situation, a team that doesn't have to bring the blitz? They can rush with their front four. That's how you really see how good of a team is. The pressure created, the quarterback hits the sacks, all that, those percentages as to when they bring extra men or as to when they do it with a front four. So will Stafford have that extra time? And if he has that extra time, who does it translate to? Is it Cup going to get a bunch of uh, uh, catches? Is that what my man Jay's going to think? Or are we going to go with a Beckham or Van, uh, or Van Jefferson? For me, I don't man, go. Go ahead, Jay. Man, I, I hate going with the the favorite cup, but it seems like every single week you just keep going back to him every single game. I, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm with I, Jay. At, I think you got to pay it for cup at here. some point, And don't get me wrong, we can't zag everywhere. We got to zag a little bit in some places, but we're not going to zag on one Cooper Cup that's coming off of the greatest fantasy football season ever. That's over Jerry Rice. I saw Jerry Rice's name getting thrown around in the Twitch chat earlier when we were talking about greatest players ever, greatest fantasy season ever, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, 9,700. Come on down. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going, Josh. All right. What's really interesting is let's look at running back here. 
because really Joe Mixon is the only no-brainer as far as touches, right? Because Clyde edwards Lair, is he going to get as much work or, you know, are they going to go back to McKinnon? You know, and, and then with Cam Akers, you know, he fumbled. Is he going to get the same amount of work as, as he's been getting? You know, there's a lot of little bit of worry about around the running backs outside of Mixon. So do you want to pay the 8200 for Mixon or or do you want to go a little cheaper? Maybe a little Elijah Mitchell at 7 grand. What Let, do you think, Jerry? Let's ask Jay, do you want Cam Makers, Elijah Mitchell, Joe Mixon, Jarek McKinnon, uh Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Which one of these running back combinations are we taking? We need two. Uh man, I kind of lean uh, Elijah Mitchell for one of them. Elijah Mitchell Come on down. What do you like about Elijah Mitchell? Jay, tell the Moneyliners. Man, it just seems like that I, I can't really rely on, Jer- on uh, Garoppolo that much. So it just I feel like they're going to be a little more run-heavy than anything or, or quick passes more than anything else because uh, the Rams got that, that heavy D-line. According to the optimizers I use, Cam Akers pops up at the greatest FanDuel value. That's as, as far as for foul, uh, salary, according to FanDuel ownership, but he's projected to be 67% owned, the highest. Then you have, as far as running backs, right then and there, Elijah Mitchell at 2.6 plus, uh, that's plus 2.6 FanDuel value, which is good. So there's only three running backs that have plus value as far as what they're projected to score, what their uh, salary is, and what their ownership. And that's Cam Akers, and he's the top of anyone at any position, Elijah Mitchell, and then Joe Mixon. McKinnon is in the negatives, and Hilaire is in the negatives. So we're going to go ahead and plug in Mitchell. Josh, help me out with this other one. Who's going to be our second running back? Man, I. so you got... Elijah Mitchell in there, yeah, and Cam Akers in there. Not yet, not I'm, yet. I'm, I'm, like, I'm making you make that decision. Uh, based on all the catches, we think Joe Mixon is going to get. I, I might go with the chalk there and maybe get Mixon in my lineup. I like Joe Mixon to punch something. Hopefully, it's a touchdown into the end zone. He's not punching people anymore. <laughs> my producer's looking at me right now like I just feel like I need to drop you right now. Jerry, you're being too much. Now let's get to quarterback with my man Jay because I don't want him to run out of minutes. He's over here. He's old school. He's on a payphone right now, and he's, like, moving around. Everyone's looking at him like, get off the – like, there's a line at the payphone like old school. Remember, like, there's no line at the damn payphone right now. Either way, Mahomes, Burrow, Stafford, or Jimmy G, who's going to run our quarterback position this week, Jay? Man, I, I kind of love Mahomes in this situation. I do too. I ain't gonna lie. I can't just, go wrong with Mahomes. I can't go wrong if if what Dead Press said is right that that the Bengals are going to be able to score in excess of twenty three and a half points, which is their team total. Then Mahomes better score himself. And I think that Mahomes, I asked Josh, will the Chiefs score over thirty points? And he looked at me real quick and said, "Yeah, no hesitation." So if they're going to score thirty points, I figure that Mahomes is going to have a lot to do with that. But now let's get to a little bit of the grimier part, that tight end position. So if we got Mahomes, are we going to pair him with one of the receivers, Jay? Or are we going to try uh, try to pair him with Big Kelsey? Or are we going to do both? Man, that's a tough call. Um, receivers versus Kelsey. I, I mean, I like it. I like. I, I was hoping he said Kelsey. Now, which receiver are we going with, Josh? We were talking about it earlier because if we're going expensive, we went expensive on Mixon, expensive on Cooper Cup, expensive on Mahomes. I only got forty six hundred left. I'm 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 broke. So at this point, you got to give me a cheap receiver, Josh. It's going to be one of those other guys. Is it going to be the Hardmans of the world? Is it going to be uh, Is Pringle uh, affordable? Oh, I mean, 
Imagine Pringle at fifty seven hundred. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make space. You know what I mean? He just became affordable at defense. That's when it gets cheap. That means we're gonna have to check. We can't take the Rams. We can't take the Niners. So do we take the Bengals or the Chiefs? Um, Josh, which one of those are we taking? We got we're gonna have to save money somewhere here, guys. Yeah, I think I'd probably go with the Chiefs over the Bengals. So we got Chiefs. So now that leaves us with two positions, forty six hundred for the one wide receiver and one. Flex, and this gets ugly because at this point you're looking at the uh, Demarcus Robinsons, uh, and I mean we're going to have to make some moves here. And like I said, we'll plug in one of these with Jay online, and then the uh, I'll move it around. Jay, make sure to check my Twitter because I'm going to go ahead and screenshot that with a lot of these players because we're going to have to make some moves um, because we're real expensive. But one more cheap player is it going to be Van Jefferson or is it going to be? Uh, do we add a Miko Hardman? Maybe a uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, man, I kind of like kind of like Hartman. Hey. Hartman, it is. He's a big play guy. All right, so we're gonna put that in. Jay, thanks for the call. I hope you have Twitter. Check my Twitter right before that game uh, kicks off. I'll even mark it. Hey, this is our lineup because I gotta make sure that we have enough salary for all this because I know we're a little over. But uh, thanks for the call, guys. And again, shout out to to Jay. Maybe if we we take down one of these prizes, he's yeah. coming to Vegas with. Me. There you go. We, Why not? We might not come back. No, and if he wins, maybe we'll get him on the show next week and we'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for calling. And that shout-out to all the Moneyliners for participating. That, that was quick. Jay got on there quick. Yep. But if, if you want to put in your input on anything, if you have any questions for DraftKings as well, because like I said, I'm on the, I'm looking at y'all guys playing on DraftKings with your, with your full-point full PPR. PPR. Look at you with your full-point PPR. We're fancy. Yeah, and me over here, I might as well – I don't even have a picture for Elijah Mitchell on the one I'm playing on, but <laughs> but we're playing for a hundred grand up top. Oh, it's I said twelve thousand people. It's only sixty four hundred. Mm. Sixty four hundred people. Fifty five uh, fifty five dollar buy-in. Three hundred thousand in the pot. Hundred grand for first place. We win that hundred grand. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen with Jay. <laughs> Say your prayers out there, Jay. Tell the family. Yeah, I'll let's win it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Well, we're up a. Uh, Against the break, it's the it's the new uh, hour. No, no money on my mind because we're giving you picks throughout. But you know, with these picks throughout, where you got to go to place it. You got to go to my bookie. There's nowhere else to go, guys. Right now, we got all these games today. Two huge games, and of course, the Super Bowl coming up pretty soon. You're going to want to do all these prop bets for the Super Bowl, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you have an account at mybookie.ag. So get over to mybookie.ag, put in promo code BET975, and they will match your deposit. Put a couple hundred bucks in there, they match it. Then you got $400 to bet on all these games. Four. Think about that. All of Jerry's picks, Dead Prez gave you a bunch of picks. He gave you the over-mixing on the receiving yards. Get in there. Fire that up. Get to mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. Get your account started today. Take advantage of them matching your deposit. What other bookie is going to give you some of their money to bet against them with? You're not going to find it anywhere except for mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. Get your account started. Then you can live bet the games. You can follow Jerry on Twitter. You know, you just got to pick your moment. You got to pick the right spot, and you can really cash in. But you want to do it at mybookie.ag promo code bet nine seven five guys. Remember, bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. It's my bookie. Warning, warning! You're listening to ESPN ninety seven five.